Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning. Are you good? That's good. It's good to be here with you this morning. Uh, Again, if you're new here, welcome. We love having people with us, whether it's for one Sunday or if you're looking for a new church home. Is that sounding okay out there? Is it feeding back a bit? You're good. Thank you so much. How's the pregnancy going? How many weeks now? Six months. Six months to go. Oh, you're six months. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, right. Oh, that's good. Any morning sickness still? No, I All right. Are you going to call your baby Benaya? That's a yes. All right. Thanks, China. You can sit down. Fantastic. That's good. Who had a good Christmas? We had a big Christmas. We, uh, we had a lot of people over at our house and from 10.30 or no, 11 a.m. till 10 p.m. we had Party Central. What can we say? We had food. We had the annual favourites chocolate swap, which I don't know if you know what that is. Every one of our people get a big box of favourites and then we officially declare the trading floor open and people start to say, for me, I'm getting rid of all my Turkish delights. Uh, my dad likes Turkish delights, so I'm trying to get barter. I'll give you three Turkish delights for, you know, four morrows or something and someone else comes in and swoops in and betters that deal and by the end of it, it's uh, no tears this year, no tears. Um, so it, it ended pretty well. But uh, that's an annual holiday slash Thorpe slash whoever else is with us tradition. Um, anyone else do weird stuff like that at Christmas? Yeah, a couple? Right, you can do it. It's a great family bonding moment. Um, and you never know, the people who are the quietest are the most ruthless. And so my mum always ends up with an overflow of chocolate somehow that she just sneaks in and she is very, uh, very good at bartering. So that's good. Uh, Christmas Day service here was beautiful. Thank you to all those who came out. It's always a powerful moment when we honour God together, um, which is great too. All right. Um, I was sent a joke this morning, uh, so I take no responsibility for this joke. Uh, Mark Maharab takes all responsibility for this joke. So please, please blame him if you love it or hate it. A boy asks his father, Dad, are bugs good to eat? That's disgusting. Don't talk about these things over dinner, the dad replies. After dinner, the father asks, now son, what did you want to ask me? Oh, nothing, the boy said. There was just a bug in your sleep, but now it's all gone. God help us. Help us. Help us. <laughs> last, this is the last Sunday of 2020. Thank goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, let's get rid of 2020. Let's kick it to the curb and let's step into 2021. In saying that, for me personally, 2020 has been an incredible year. I had the birth of our our son, and he is the most incredible little 
butterball you've ever seen. He is 10 kilos now. Um, actually, I've got a photo. I, I, Alan, if you've got that photo up there, uh, we chuck up a photo. Oh, here, here we go. So this is us yesterday. And last Sunday, you would have heard me uh, tell the story of um, how I want to lose a few kgs. And so I called a marathon runner that I know. And I said, how do I run marathons? And he said, find the steepest hill near you and walk up the hill. Don't run, just walk. Um, so I've been doing that. Uh, little did I know last week that the shirt I had on was a see-through shirt. And I got home. Uh, it was so old that it was transparent. Um, so all the tourists were very lucky to observe the sweaty, rotund man walking up the hill. But yesterday, we went for a, I, I managed to talk my son and my wife into coming on this walk with me, the same hill. And that was us yesterday. And so he's got, we've got this strap um, baby harness thing. And, and uh, the, the walk's about 7Ks, according to my new Apple Watch. Um, so they, thank you, wife, for helping me with that. Um, and <laughs> anyway, so it was one of these walks where it was just a good idea at the start. You know, it was just like, let's do it. Let's, and it was, it's a pretty steep hill. It's a steep hill. It's hard for me to walk up this hill without a baby strapped to me. But the adult and a 10 kilo baby strapped to the front of you, it's, um, it's a bit of a challenge. So yesterday we, we walked up this hill and this is right at the start where everyone's smiling. Um, an hour and 10 minutes later when we got back to the car, uh, it was a different story. Um, but it was a memory anyway. Um, <laughs> um, and so we're walking up, the, 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 I won't tell you where the spot is because I don't want you to go on the, the spot because it's, it's my spot and <laughs> it's, it's where I walk to get away from the world. So we're, we're doing, but it's a big circle, this, this, this spot, this, this, this walk and, and the hill is pretty intense in my opinion. I call it the devil's backbone. That's how intense it is, the devil's backbone. So I've got to just, I've got to, got to defeat the devil's backbone, walk up that hill, get to the end. And, uh, and then once you get to the end, it loops back down and you can, it's, it's, it's a lot easier. But I have this baby strapped to me, my son, and he looks cute and he is cute. But I tell you, halfway up that hill yesterday, it was tough. It was a sweaty journey. It was so sweaty that when I took him off me halfway to uh, have a rest, the back of his one piece was just drenched in my sweat. <laughs> to the point where I'm, I'm I, I, it's good we didn't merge together. You know, those stories, the people stuck in the Amazon and they, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, plane crash, someone can't walk and they get, it doesn't matter, it, it doesn't. We, we get to the end of, we get to halfway and he's just, for a bit, Charlie took over carrying because I was so, but then I took him back after five minutes, being the man I am, and carried him like this the rest of the way and just swapped arms every, every few minutes. And we, we finished it. But to carry him up the hill was quite difficult. And today's message is based around the thought and 
hopefully the revelation that there are certain things that God wants you to no longer carry going into the new year that you're currently carrying. The new year is just part of that calendar. But we have to also remember this, that God is a God of seasons. God is a God of seasons. If you have your Bibles, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 is something just to read together. Galatians 6, 9 says, it says, Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Do you know that God has seasons for your life? I, I love New Year's because for me, my personality and how I, I work, I like having stop and start dates. I, I just, I work better with that. So I'm looking forward every New Year's Eve, whether I'm with people or just with family, I always take a moment to get away from the noise and just take some moments of thanksgiving with God to reflect a bit on the year, to look at the things that were tough, the things that were also not so tough, and to finish the year thanking God, knowing that if I finish the year thanking God, then I can enter the new year in thanksgiving. And so I encourage you, as you finish this year, now 2020, and after today's service, you won't hear me talk about 2020 all that much because it's gone. It's a new season. It's a new season of blessing, breakthrough, provision. Let's leave COVID. Let's leave bushfires. Let's leave floods. Let's leave all the challenges we've had as a region this year, in this year, as much as we possibly can. And let's look ahead to all that God has for us because there are new things God has for us. And so when it comes to 2020, though, my heart and my prayer today is this, is as we finish our last Sunday of this year, that the Holy Spirit will reveal in our hearts if there's anything that we're carrying, any weight we're carrying, that we shouldn't be carrying into our next seasons. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19... If you're writing notes, write this down. If you want to turn there, it'll be on the screen. It says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Do you not see that I am doing a new thing? Now I encourage you, take a hold of that verse for your 2021. That God would do a new thing in your life. That you would have new revelation. That you would have new breakthroughs, that you would see God do incredible things. Understanding, though, that we actually have to be aware of where we're at today to determine where we're going tomorrow. Now, I'm going to give you some context in a second with this. In 1 Chronicles 12.32, it talks about the sons of Issachar. The sons of Issachar were amazing people. The sons of Issachar understood the times and seasons in which they lived. My prayer for my life and Charlie, our prayer for our life is this, that we would be the sons of Issachar. Understand this church. Most people around you, and I would even say a lot of Christians around you, are so caught up in the Channel 5, sorry, First at Five news bulletin that they miss spiritually what's happening. We have to have open eyes to see what's happening spiritually, 
not just physically. Elisha was there with his servant, and there was a, 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 the enemy was coming, and what does he say? He's, and the servant's freaking out. He's going, we're going to die, we're going to die. And he says, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. The servant's eyes are opened, and he sees that they are surrounded by the armies of God and chariots of fire. Do we have the perception to see spiritually what God is doing? It isn't just corona. It isn't just recession. It isn't just life. It's, what God, what are you doing in this season? <coughs> Excuse me. I encourage us as a church, don't be sharp physically and aware physically, but dull spiritually. Take time with the Holy Spirit to ask him to give you eyes to see. Let's use some examples. Have you ever sat down with somebody and they talk with you and what they're saying, you can hear what they're saying, but you have this feeling that there's something more going on. You're seeing more than what's been said. A situation you're praying about, a situation you're thinking about, and the the noise is saying one thing, but in your spirit, in, in, in here you go, actually there's something else going on. It's called discernment. You're becoming someone who is seeing things, not just practically, but you're seeing things spiritually. There are things this year that have gone on, challenges that we've faced as a society, that if you're not careful, can latch onto you and you will carry them into your 2021. If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Hebrews 12, 1 to 3, actually. Sorry, Alan, I know I'm jumping around with the notes, but you're doing really well. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, Surrounded. (laughs) By so great a cloud of witnesses... Now think about this with us, with me right now. You are right now surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. I feel alone. You're surrounded. You just need open eyes. Let us also lay aside every way and sin which clings so closely and let us run with perseverance or endurance the race that is set before us Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you might not grow weary or faint-hearted. What a great uh, message. You can come down, Charlie. You can bring my son down. I would love to see his face. Mark, the joke maker, he can move for us. That's fine. Thanks, Mark. Oh, here's my boy. Oh, hello. Thank you. If we just focus back to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, let us lay aside every weight and sin. 
There's two different things happening there. It says weight, comma, and sin. There are some weights that you are currently carrying, potentially, that are going to stop you running the race God has for you. And this is my heart, this is my desire for you today, church, is that you today shake off any weight, shake off any hindrances, shake off any sin that you might run into 2021, that it would be the most fruitful year, the most breakthrough year, the most anointed year of your life. But you have to take a moment, though, like I do on New Year's Eve, and go, wait a second, I don't want to take this into next year. A few, um, a few months ago, Charlie and I and some of our family had done a few days at the Hunter Valley. And it was our first big trip. Um, Bear would have been three months. Bear was three months old. And from our house to the Hunter was about four hours-ish. And we learned some lessons having a three-month-old in the back of our car doing a four-hour-plus journey. One lesson was this. When you start to smell an odour in the car, you can ignore it for as long as you want. You think you can at the start. Our next pit stop is 60 k's away. Mm, We can deal with this. But maybe as the nappy gets more and more full, the atmosphere in the car starts to change. We could ignore that nappy for as long as we possibly can. It's okay. It's not disrupting us that badly. It's just in the background. Bear seems fine. He's not crying. It's all good. It gets to a point, though, where it becomes we need to pull over and we need to change our sun. We cannot carry this nappy any further. I don't want you carrying dirty nappies into next year. I'm talking about things which aren't meant to be attached to you, things that are hindering your potential, fears, insecurities, offences, things that um, are going to cause you not to run the race that God has for you. This year, we have to be really... um, Let's just take a moment and think about this. COVID, let's go back before COVID. Bushfire and the threat of bushfire created such a threat in the atmosphere of danger for everybody that it created a sense of fear. Then we had COVID come in and COVID ramped up this fear where you go into the supermarket and people are literally seeing you And everyone is trying so hard to walk so far away from each other, including me, because they don't want someone breathing on them just because of the fear that they might catch a virus. Everywhere we go, the news every night for nine months was death, uh, chaos, disruption, recession, economy, job loss. And if you're not careful, you're going to start to catch the atmosphere of fear and anxiety and things like that because you've lived in it for so long. 
we have to take time to say, I'm not going to let fear enter in my 2021. I'm not going to let my anxiety enter into 2021. I'm not going to let my offense, my hurt, my pain, my disappointments, my unforgiveness. Maybe it's idols, maybe it's pride, maybe it's familiarity, maybe it's laziness, maybe it's addiction. Whatever it might be, I want to encourage you, leave it in your 2020. Leave it at the cross. Because what happens is you don't want to take these things and still be referring in three years to what 2020 really messed me up. Leave it to the best of your ability, to the best of the Holy Spirit's ability in you. Leave it. Why is this so important? Because carrying the wrong things into a new season can potentially close or open the door to that new season. Numbers 14, let me give you this example. This is a really powerful example. Numbers 14, 24. It says this, But because my servant Jacob has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. Jacob and Joshua came from the wilderness, but they didn't have a wilderness mentality. A whole generation misses out on the promise of God because they have a wilderness expectation. They are so used to the wilderness tough season that the new season, which has giants, has different challenges, they can't enter into it. God won't allow them, and they miss out because they're trying to carry things into a new season. But get this, Jacob, sorry, Caleb, had a different spirit. He was different. Well, you have a different spirit today. Understand, I've seen this. I've been, I've been a Christian since I was four years old. I'm 36. I understand something. I have seen thousands of Christians who at some point had God dreams, God breakthrough, God faith, but then the world hit them. Challenges hit them. Offences hit them. Disappointment hit them. Life hit them. And some of them aren't even walking with God anymore. Because they allowed things to enter in through tough seasons and didn't leave them at the door. They didn't leave them behind. Hebrews 1. Again, I'm going to read it again. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and run with perseverance. Listen, Holy Spirit, let us get this. We need to go from our head to our hearts. Are there current weights hindering you running wholeheartedly after God? Do you have a fence? Hey, you know if you have a fence, you know this. Because when you hear someone's name, something rises up about that person. You're offended. You're unforgiving. You're going to be bound by these things. When you, when you lay there in bed and you're thinking about COVID and you're thinking about this and that, do you feel that, that, that sense of fear rising up? I'm telling you, today is time to break the fear. Some of you have heard this story, but I'm going to tell it. About 10 years ago, I was over in, um, over in Switzerland for a wedding. And um, on the way home, a friend of mine and I stopped through Israel 
and never been to Israel, stopped through Israel, just for a few days as the airfares were cheap. Checked it out there, it was amazing. And we went to, we went to leave Israel, and actually, we might have been arriving, it doesn't really matter, but we're at the airport, and, and in actual leaving, because I had, I stayed with a friend, and his dad owned a hardware shop, and he gave me a really high-quality Swiss army knife, and he said, I want to give you this as a gift, and I thought, oh, that's really amazing. I had it in my backpack, though. I didn't put it in my luggage, had it in my backpack, and there's all these signs in the Israeli airport, because obviously they're under threat there a lot. Like, there's like six checkpoints coming back there. There was like six different, you had kept getting checked, kept going, kept getting checked. Kept... And there was one that said, you know, no weapons or no, had all the things. And there's a picture of a knife. And I had this moment, I thought, there is something, wait, wait, wait. Oh my goodness, there is a knife in my backpack. I've got this little knife here. It's, it's a little bit of a, see, a little, little Swiss, this is a cheap one, I guess, but a little, little knife here, I don't know. Oh, a bottle opener, different things. I don't want to crack open some, no, okay. All right. Uh, I had this, and I, I remember I didn't think, and I said to, I said to the, the guard that was probably pace, me to pace you away. Now, these guards aren't like, Baton guards, these are machine gun guards. These are military type guards. And Israeli army, so they, 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 they're the real deal. And I got out and I said, excuse me. I said, hey, I've, I've got a knife here that I haven't, haven't put. I'm waving around a knife in an Israeli airport. I had six machine gun wielding soldiers surround me like this, like guns drawn, <laughs> to the point where the guy I was traveling with said, I'll see you, in, um, I'll see you back in Australia. You're going to be here for days. And he just kept going. <laughs> so as I was there waving this thing around, machine guns drawn, obviously they were like, what are you? they start questioning me about military groups, about terrorist groups, are you part of, have you had anything to do with Hamas recently? That time, and I was like, I'm just this bogan Australian with this Swiss army knife in my backpack. I don't know anything. I'm not part of a terrorist group. Long story short, they, uh, they let me go. But some things you don't want to carry on your journey. It's a silly example, but the amount of people who are carrying things on their journey which they shouldn't be carrying, which will stop you entering in, is actually quite common. Yeah. You know, if you love Jesus and you harbor unforgiveness, it makes no sense. If you love Jesus and you have offense, the amount of people I've met who have left churches over offenses, and it's like, you know that you don't have a right to be offended. You've lost that right at the cross. It's called love and forgiveness. The amount of people who have idols and they put things, you know, you try and get into church, you try and get into to be involved and they, they spend their whole life at work a thousand hours a week and can't do anything for the kingdom anywhere else and they do this over here and they do, and it's like you need to lay down some of your idols. 
The amount of Christians I've met who have addictions, who aren't willing to get real with their addiction and get help. It's time for us as people and as Christians and as the church, if you're a Christian here, to rise up and say, we're going to be real in our walk with God. We're going to be people who lay things at the cross and 2021 won't be like every other year. As a pastor, I get so tired. I spend so much of my time trying to get Christians to come to church. Why did the bar get so low? Please, are you going to come to the Christmas service? You should be at the Christmas service. It's Christmas. Please get into a connect group. Please, I've got no time. I'm too busy playing PlayStation. What are you doing? Make time for connection and fellowship. Make time to build up the house of God. Make time to cause each other to run the race. Let's not be offended. Let's not be precious. Let's not be people who are, have to be, you know, we have to walk around the edges of each other because we don't want to offend each other. No more church hopping. No more of this rubbish. Let's be mature people. Let's be people who know how to have good hearts, who know how to stand with each other, who know how to forgive well. Hey, church, can I ask you, can we forgive well next year? When the person next to you offends you in this church, go and hug them. Give them a big sloppy kiss on the cheek. This is an offended kiss right now. We're going to sort out our offense. I'd much rather you do that than leave and never speak to them again. Every time you see them in Kmart, you duck out of the way. Oh, my goodness. Let's be the church. Let's be a beacon of hope and forgiveness and love and goodness and grace and kindness. So what will stop us entering in? I've touched on it, but hey, fear will stop you entering into your promises in God. Lay down your fears. I have fears. I have insecurities. I compare myself with people. It sucks. It's the worst. I'm not on social media. I, I, I'm better without it. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I, my heart has to be a heart that is free. What does Jesus say? He says, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. What do you need to do to shake off the fear, to shake off the insecurity? to shake off the fear of failure. I tell you, some people in this place or listening online, God's placed a business in your heart. Forget the fear. What if I fail? What if you succeed? What if you fail and learn a lesson? Is it still failure? No. You've learned a valuable lesson. What would stop us? Disappointment. Some of us have had faith for things this year, believe God for things and... They haven't happened the way we thought. Don't let that carry into your 2021. Let disappointments go. Unforgiveness. Don't let unforgiveness enter into your 2021. Please don't let it enter in. But that person doesn't deserve forgiveness. That's the scandal of grace. Let me ask you the question. Do you, do, do, do you and I deserve forgiveness from Christ? No, you are not worthy. He is worthy. And through him, he makes us worthy. Can I hear an amen? We have to be great at forgiveness. We have to be good at it. We have to make it a strength. 
for Charlie and I, we've been married for six years now. We're still early days. But if we don't know how to forgive well in our marriage, we've got no chance. And any married couple who's been married for 20, 30, 40 years in this place, you know forgiveness is one of the main, if not the main thing, that you need to keep carrying in your heart. Imagine a church, imagine a people who are great at forgiveness because they didn't forget that they were forgiven by their amazing Father. Let me ask you this question. Are there things in your life today that are more important than God? Now, we don't speak like that. We give our time to the things that are important. If you want to know what you value in life, look at your time allocation. Two things, time allocation, money allocation. What do you spend your time on? What do you spend your money on? Let me ask you, how much of your time do you give to the things of the kingdom? Give time to the things of God. Next year, sacrifice other things for God. (laughs) Give up something for the kingdom. Can I hear an amen? Why? Because that's what worship is. It's sacrifice. Don't allow yourself to be a comfortable Christian who, if it just suits my schedule, I might just be around. No, no, lay down your life for the cause of Christ. Do the part. Play your part. You carry something beautiful in God. God is desiring that you offer that to him. Let me ask you, how are you going with pride? Maybe we need to lay down our pride this year. How are you going with familiarity? You know how you go with familiarity because it's how easy, easily you get offended. How are you going with Charlie and I as your pastors? Are we just, oh, good old Charlie's pat on the back? Or are we your senior pastors? How are you going with Nat running the over 35s? How are you going with Pastor Joel and Alex running the over young adults and running more than that now? But how are you going? Let's be honest for a second. What happens if the pastor offends you on a Sunday? What happens if you get challenged? What happens if someone says something to you and you don't quite like it? What happens if you get rostered on and it's not a part of the schedule you like? What happens then? Because that shows you where your heart's at. And my desire for us as a family is that we are mature enough to know that we can stand with each other, we can forgive each other, we can be humble in heart, we can be teachable. Hey, how teachable are we? (laughs) I remember when I first took on the church, some of the comments I got being a young pastor was just so interesting to me. Interesting would be the word. I took on a church. My dad, my dad is double my age. And I come in and I've got to lead people from little, little bear all the way through to people in their 80s or beyond. How do you do that? How do you preach to a room right now where there's people who are 15 but there's people who are 80? Holy Spirit, help us. I remember someone said to me, when you first took on the church, Benar, I just wasn't too sure. But I've come to realize over time that you actually have something to say. Does that sound normal to you? You see, people look at the outward appearance. People don't look at the heart. People don't look at the anointing. They don't look at the grace. 
They look at what is convenient. What if we got a 16-year-old up here to preach next Sunday? Yeah? What if we got them up every week for six months? What if we got them every week for two years and they were really boring? Would you still be clapping? I hope so. I don't say any of this to guilt anybody. I say it because I want our hearts to be free. Yeah. <laughs> As a pastor, I read the room. I can tell who's on their phones right now, who's listening, who's doing something else, who's loving it, who's engaged. I can tell you. I, I've done this. I've been preaching since I was 12 years old. All that matters to me is this. God, let your presence be here in power. This morning, I could care less about anything else apart from this, that people would be set free, that people would encounter your love, people would encounter your grace. God, all that matters is that we walk away changed. I, don't, I could be bushwalking with my family. Instead, I'm here. If I'm going to be here, God, move. Who else wants that? Um, I've got a photo to, to show you. Alan, if you've got that uh, photo of that car, as we just come to the end of this morning. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually a bit of a car enthusiast. Uh, I like cars. I like watching shows on cars. I like reading articles about cars. I appreciate the design and the engine of cars. This is a Bugatti Chiron. I think it's how you pronounce it. This car is worth... Three million pounds. Yeah? Anyone want to work out what that is in Australian? Three million pounds, British pounds to Australian. Three million pounds. About six mil? Yeah? Okay, 5.2 with the current conversion. 5.2 million dollars for that car. Yeah? Now... I watched this, I watched a show a few days ago about cars, and they were talking about this car. And this car is sold out. If you see this car, it is a rare, rare, rare day. Especially if you see it down Junction Street in Nara. Yeah. <laughs> so they released this car and, and they released, but then they've just released the Bugatti. Cheer on this car, Sport. So, Alan, if you just want to put up the Sport, this is the Sport. The Sport is pretty much the same car. The difference, though, is this. The Sport is 18 kilograms lighter. They do things like on the windscreen, windscreens are made from carbon fibre on this Sport as opposed to the original. 18 kilos is nearly two bears. It's not very much. Two, my son, bear. <laughs> to go 18 kilos lighter, they will charge you $600,000. So this car is the same car with a couple of small adjustments to make it a little bit lighter, so it can go a little bit faster. Keep in mind, it is a 1,000 brake horsepower plus. It doesn't really need any more power. But if you, want, if you think that a mortgage on a house is worth different type of windscreens, then you can get the Bugatti Chiron Sport. Crazy, hey? The thing, though, about that is this. 
that person who bought that obviously values the lightness of the 18 kilos so much that they would spend $600,000 to be a little bit lighter. <laughs> Anyone else? You think like that? Yeah, it's worth it. Anyone think it's no? no? Yeah, yeah, Maria, awesome. <laughs> to that person, the lightness in not carrying the extra 18 kilos is worth it. To everyone else, it's not quite worth it. They pay the price for that. For us today, as we finish, I want to encourage you. There are weights in your life, whether they're small weights or whether they're big weights. Hebrews speaks about it. Lay aside everything that is weighing you down. Reevaluate your social group right now. Reevaluate your, your work situation. Reevaluate your mental space. Reevaluate your subscriptions. Reevaluate everything you need to reevaluate in order to be the lightest bird that can fly with arms up like an eagle on the updrafts of God and no longer be weighed down. There are people here and you're carrying burdens. They're not your burdens to carry. Lay them down. The Bible says, give your burdens to him. Give them to Jesus. That person is not your burden. It's up to him. So as we finish, what must we carry into the new season? We must carry fresh eyes, fresh vision, fresh faith, fresh hope, fresh courage, fresh joy, and fresh thanksgiving. Next Sunday, I just really want to encourage you. We do this as a church where we just want to together stand and say, we are going to step into a new year and a new season together. We want to pray over everyone. We want to anoint you with oil. Our, our team here wants to anoint you with oil. Oil represents the anointing of God, the anointing for a, a new year. Bring your family, bring your friends, bring whoever you want. Come down with everyone. We're going to pray over and just believe. We're going to believe we're going to prophesy. We're going to believe that God's going to touch hearts next Sunday morning. Don't miss it. You miss it, you miss out. But as we enter into this next season, how are you going with the fresh eyes? How are you going in a year that has been quite a heavy year? Take, a, take time this week to go, God, give me fresh vision for next year. Give me fresh eyes to see what you have in the kingdom. Fresh faith, fresh hope, fresh courage, fresh joy. That's okay. We're going to finish by doing something very practical. I've made these little paper things. It says on this, as a child of God, I am free indeed. Therefore, I refuse to carry things into 2021 that will hold me back. These include, and there's three spaces, thank you God for the victory in Christ Jesus. And what I want you to do is this, you can take this home with you and think about it if you want, or as you're sitting there, we're going to take a moment I want you to write down things you think, I'm not going to take that into my 2021. I'm not going to take it into the, my 2021. And then what we're going to do is at the end, once you write it down, we're going to pass buckets, and I want you to rip it up or scrunch it up, and I want you to chuck it in the bucket. 
and say, I am not going to take that into my 2021. Let's leave it at the altar today. Let's leave it at the altar and say, no more to fear, no more to insecurity, no more to disappointment, no more to the burdens that I don't need to carry, no more to worry. I'm going to say yes to freedom. Yes to being free in God, free in Christ. Let's leave things at the altar today. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we take a moment. We take a moment. Just as you're sitting there, I actually believe this is a very holy moment. King David said this. He, he, he said this in Psalms. He said, he said, search my heart. Search my heart, O God. Show me within me what's going on, basically. Show me the hidden things. Search my heart, O God. Father, this morning, we take a moment and we just say we will leave things in 2020 that are not meant to be on us. The things that weigh us, the things that easily entangle. Even now, church, as you're sitting there, if you're feeling conviction of sin, just, just get your heart right. Write it down. Say, I'm not going to carry this. I lay it down. Jesus said, come to him for his burden is easy. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Come to him, all who are weary, and he will give you rest. So, Father, right now, we just take a moment and we just say, please speak to our hearts. Reveal to our hearts the things that you don't want us to carry into next year. Thank you, Lord. And as you're there, if you just feel like there's something he brings to your heart, write it down. Say no more. If you have any worry, write it down. If you have anything right now you're concerned about, write it down. Give it over. If you have any burden, write it down. Give it over. No one's going to read these. I'm going to encourage you to rip them up when you put them in the bucket when it goes past. But before God, as a, just an outwork of your heart, say no more. If you have anxiousness, if you have stress, write it down. If you have fear, write it down. If you're offended right now with anybody, write it down. Let's get rid of it. Father, just personally, Lord, I just, I, I've, I'm laying down fear in this moment. No more. No more worry, no more stress. I give it to you, Jesus.
because you are faithful. Your love is greater. Church, what is it that God's speaking to you about? Thank you, Lord. Just a couple more minutes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your love. And if you're in this place and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, I encourage you to invite him into your heart and into your life. Ask him to forgive you of your sin and to be with you every day. If you need any help with your walk with God, come and speak to our team. We'd love to pray with you and help you. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we all stand to our feet? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can keep writing as you're standing there. But what we're going to do to finish is this. Is I'm going to get China just to lead us in this song, this chorus called The Stand. It's just lifting our heart to heaven. And our host team is just going to pass buckets along. And I encourage you, if you wrote something down, take a moment and just go, God, I give this to you. Rip up that little bit of paper and get rid of it. Don't let it carry, be carried into 2021. In Jesus' name. Thanks, China. Why don't we sing this song together, church? Let's surrender to God in Jesus' name. Let's lift our voices. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, church. Let's lift our voices to heaven. He is worthy. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thrust in
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, we just surrender all to you. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord Jesus. You are worthy of all the praise, of all the honor, of all the glory, of all the power. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we honor your holy name in Jesus' powerful name. uh, If you're here and you're with your spouse, why don't you take them by the hand? If you're here as a single, just take a moment as well. Um, Charlie, come up here. We're going to pray blessing over you as we send you out for this week. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. How cute is he? Hey, what a cutie. <laughs> oh, that's good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Do you, want to, do you want to preach for six months? Will the church come back after six months? I think so. Okay, awesome. Oh, oh no, you can't, you can't eat that. No. <laughs> oh, that's good. Church, I can honestly say being a dad this year has been the best, best thing ever. And thank you so much for all your love for us this year as a couple. Because being a first-time parent, it's been a bit, it's always a bit, you know, learning curve. But our church family has been amazing. Cool. Do you want to say something? Do you want me to pray? All right. So if you're here with someone or you're already holding hands, awesome. We'll just pray for you and we'll send you out. So, Father God, I thank you so much that what you have for us in this next year, in this next season is bigger than we could have ever hoped, dreamed or imagined. And I pray even in this moment that you start to stir our faith, our excitement, our expectation again for a new year. And as we leave 2020 in the background, God, we want to say thank you. We want to thank you for the year that it's been. We want to thank you for the challenges. Thank you for the heartache. Thank you for the times where we cried with you, where we rejoiced with you, God, because you have got us through and it has made us better and stronger with you. And so we leave at the foot of you, King Jesus, anything that you don't want us to take into 2020, and we rejoice and run with you into this next year and this next season. Father, I thank you for our church family, God, and I thank you that even what you have for us as a church is bigger than what we could have hoped, dreamed or imagined. So I pray, God, that you start to prepare our hearts and stir us for what you have for us. I pray that this week will be filled with blessing, provision, protection, and that God will come back bigger and stronger and better than ever next year in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. We'll see you next year, church. (laughs) Because it will be next year. Next Sunday is next year. (laughs) And it's going to be a really good service. We're going to pray for everybody. So make sure you're there in Jesus' name. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.